Do you sometimes wonder how you could truly have an impact when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging? How do you know you are moving in the right direction when it comes to becoming a more inclusive individual? As diverse as two peas in a pod brings topics such as ethnicity, genders, sexuality or religion on the table. We talk about research and science, but also emotions, feelings and vulnerability. We discuss allyship, advocacy and privilege. But most importantly, we took action. Because without action, we stay still. And when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging, stillness is never the answer. Welcome to As Diverse as Two Peas in a Pod. not often that you have the chance to meet someone that brings such an amount of energy, passion and experience. Esther O'Callaghan is one of these people and my next guest on As Diverse as Two Peas in a Pod. From being the first female DJ and producer to own a specialist vinyl store in Manchester's northern quarter, to setting up an award-winning charity providing music workshops for disaffected young people. And now running a social impact tech platform, Esther has dedicated her life to tackling youth unemployment, resulting in hundreds of thousands of children and young people supported nationally across the UK and worldwide. This has resulted in countless awards. She's the youngest civilian to receive an OBE, has been named as Freeman of the City of London in 2019, and Barclays Woman of the Year alumni in 2018-2019, amongst many other recognitions. She's the co-founder and CEO of Hondo, a platform that connects forward-thinking employers with Gen Z talent, 100% committed to ending youth unemployment, and is also involved as angel investor, advisory board member, non-executive director, executive chair, and many other roles for a number of startups, consultancies, and charities. Esther and I deep dive into the topic of youth, employment, and making the workplace more accessible to the younger generations in this latest episode of As Diverse as Two Peas in a Pod. Welcome to um, the, this episode of As Diverse as Two Peas in a Pod. Um, I have the great pleasure to have Esther today. Esther, welcome. How Thank are you, you doing? Good. I'm, I'm actually um, feeling a little bit tired and jaded because I was DJing very late on a boat party for Amsterdam Dance Event last night. So <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> we, can, we can definitely look into that afterwards, uh, <laughs> but uh, I definitely want to hear about it. That's for sure. Um, well, welcome. Welcome to, um, to my podcast. Uh, very happy to to have you here. Uh, we've been speaking for a while, actually, so I'm glad that we're finally making it happen. It's yeah. it's amazing, um, and like probably a lot of other episodes, um, I, I want to start with asking you, what's your story? So my story is um, I have spent the last uh, two decades um, working in and around youth issues um, and largely driven 
uh, from my own background. Um, I think that I sort of, like a lot of young people, um, grew up in um, quite difficult circumstances. And I felt very strongly that I've been given lots of opportunities to actually build, you know, kind of um, from quite a, a low start point. Um, and I have sort of, I guess, made a I don't know if there's a conscious decision. I think it's quite an unconscious decision to try to, I suppose, pay forward um, mm -hmm. uh, and support young people. So that's kind of what I, it's sort of the, the thread that seems to have gone like through my, it's, it's always much easier when you're like older, you can look back and go, oh, there's like a, <laughs> there is a thread. It doesn't feel like that at the time. Um, but yeah, I think I've always been drawn to, um, drawn to supporting uh, causes that I care about and, and where I think I can be useful and make a difference. So um that's yeah that's that's my that's my story <laughs> amazing amazing and and you'll tell us a little bit more i think about uh, what you're doing now actually around that yeah um but we're, go we're going to talk about obviously um youth and and specifically gen z as well which mm -hmm. is uh, at the heart of everything you do and be before we jump in actually in terms of what you do day in day out um to to support this group of people and this mm -hmm. community um, I wanted to dig a little bit into Gen Z spe specifically, yeah. and in 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 your opinion, um, I wanted to ask you what what are the characteristics of Gen Z? Yeah, um, so I I feel slightly like I'm not qualified to comment because uh, I'm not I'm clearly not a Gen Z. <laughs> um, I um, I actually asked our resident um, Gen Z uh, to put together um, some of the some of the notes you know to answer this question because I wanted to actually hear uh, from her you know kind of mm -hmm. like how they would characterize themselves rather than what I think I can talk about what I think um, uh, but it's um, but yeah I, I personally find them um, fascinating uh, really really fascinating generation um, extremely diverse um, very proactive um, I think that, you know, they're kind of, they're, they're, they're referred to quite a lot as um, the most sort of activist generation since the 60s. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the reason for that is you see a lot of the same, you know, in the 60s, you were looking at sort of, you know, Cold War, you know, sort of beatniks, you know, it's like post-war. And I think, you know, with, with the kind of the big issues now, climate change, um, that they, they just seem to have, uh, you know, mental health, um, well-being, and they're, they're kind of not prepared to put up. <laughs> With stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> um, in the way that um, my generation seems to have like just put up with things, um, and I think that that's yeah they, they uh, yeah I, they they make me feel very hopeful um, because I think that it feels like our responsibility to um, get out of the way <laughs> um, and let them come through, um, and and I think that you know the generations that are before. Um, I think that we have um, we have a huge responsibility um, to empower them um, and and to make it possible for them to actually empower themselves. You know, maybe they don't need our help, <laughs> um, but but I think if they don't need our help, then 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 we just need to get out of the way. <laughs> um, and I, and I love working with them. Um, I get to they give me energy <laughs> to keep me inspired because obviously the work that I do, uh, obviously hundo.careers uh, is all about um, supporting uh, young people into employment. Um, and I get to, when I get to talk to um, people like Josh Acapo, um, you know, Timothy Armu, you know, some of the real, um, I'm, I'm really, um, I'm, yeah, I'm really inspired by them. Um, so I'm, I feel that they, 
they give yeah they make me feel hopeful for the future when I think sometimes mm -hmm. if you if you looked at the news and you just constantly read about everything that's wrong uh, you can get quite disheartened um, and I actually find them really um, yeah really inspiring. Yeah. It's it's interesting you're saying that I was watching a video the other day and it was um, um, I think it was it was uh, definitely um, a school in the US that um, I think had not not necessarily banned but was looking into. Uh, putting aside some books specifically it was I think around race um, mm. at that point and and some of these young people were being interviewed about what they thought about it mm. um, and and what I loved about that video is that was that passion that they mm. had about well we're going to take it personally I remember mm. um, my generation probably yeah. same same as yours I would in, in my head the picture I had was I could see my parents going to complain about something like mm. this while in that video was really dumb saying we understand the, the issues we understand yeah. um, the struggles and the challenges and we want to fight for it ourselves yeah, yeah. we're not yeah. going to let someone else do it yeah. for us yeah i know i think that's i think that's really true and it's um yeah on that point it's just that you said something really interesting it, it is it is that they are i guess if you look at um so I'm like that micro generation, you know, between um, Gen X and, uh, you know, and, and, the, and millennials. And, and I think we're called Xennials. I was like, anyway, but, but it's like, we, but I remember, because I grew up in an, in an analog world, um, but also fully integrated into digital. But for me, it's going like your reference points, you know, when we were growing up was like Google didn't, wasn't there, you know, all of this. And, and I do feel like it's kind of going, um, they have access to information yes. all the time um, in real time globally um, in a way that we didn't have um, growing up yeah. and I think that really puts a, a perspective some of the things I've really loved um, seeing particularly with social media and in all of its toxicity um, is, is kind of Gen Z having this kind of like no filter you know sort of showing mm. up as you are um, you know stuff like that I think is really important um you know because it, it it creates when you look at mental health and well-being you know some of this stuff creates so many problems um for young people uh, and that's that's a real area of concern for me um, and i do like the fact that they i like that they're just pushing back on it um yes. in, in 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 the way that they can um, i think that's really important and, and as you said it's it's our responsibility i think mm. to to support them in that yeah. and give them the space to be able to yeah. do it yeah completely. Definitely. So you, you you mentioned about a, a generation that is diverse mm. um and and just now as well you talked about being who you are yeah. so in in your opinion what does diversity and inclusion mean to to this generation to the gen z well i, I asked them <laughs> <laughs> um, so um some of the some of the stuff that came out um was uh, critical factors uh, for them about whether they uh, will join uh, a company or not mm. um so and obviously in terms of work we do that's super important um that they want to feel included uh, see themselves represented in all companies and i think again that for us it's kind of going you can't achieve tick box diversity and inclusion it's like if young people go into a business and they don't see role models and people that they can relate to um, then they they won't stay you know um, that's not an environment for them that, that's really clear uh, when they talk to us um, and they want to be accepted for who they are uh, and not have to act as someone else to fit in um, mm. and I don't think that's I don't think that's like Gen Z specific I think probably all you know my experience of the young people that I've worked with um, 
that's a general feeling. I think, as we talked about earlier, I think they're just much more direct about that. Um, they want companies to change how they're hiring. Obviously, that's why we exist. <laughs> trying yes. to work that out um, and look at skills um, and culture uh, and community rather than just uh, academic achievements. Um, uh, which is obviously, you know, I, I fully, I'm fully on board with that. Um, definitely want to see more um, inclusion, diversity, particularly in industries like tech um, and more companies hiring women. Um, and they want to be able to grow within a business. Um, some of the most fun things that I see on LinkedIn um, is when is all the kind of like entry level roles, you know, when employers want like five years experience, you know, and a degree, you know, all the memes and the kind of, um, you know, some of the pithy comments. And I think it's not about being, um, you know, we don't want to pitch uh, um, older employers, you know, against, against this generation. It's just going like, I think if you build a culture within a business that is Gen Z friendly or youth friendly, um, it's good for everybody. Um, I think that's, I think, I think that about most things, if you design places and spaces with children and young people at the heart of it, um, they're better for, for, for all of us. Um, so, so yeah, so those are some of the, yeah, those are some of the main takeouts um, from, from when I asked. Very, very interesting. And I think it, uh, yeah, I, I, especially with the, the, the part about, um, you mentioned about belonging and, and mm. not having to fit in. Yeah. Um, I, I, as you said, I think it's, it is, it is across generations, but mm. I think maybe our generation, maybe the generation before actually mm. even more, um, it's almost like we we were in the mold where it it was more important to fit in yeah because I think yeah, it was yeah. harder actually to not fit in mm. um, and and I'm glad that we see things that are changing where uh, the newer generations maybe yeah. obviously rightfully demanded mm. um, but with the hope as well that yeah. uh, that they, that they don't have to fight for it as much maybe yeah, yeah. as some other people I had a great person on a previous episode um, she calls herself the only because she had her throughout her whole career she was either the only black person mm. or the, the only woman or yeah. often the only black woman and mm. and it's it's much harder suddenly when you're the only one not yeah. to fit in and yeah. i think creating that diversity now yeah. uh, will hopefully help that generation yeah and it is interesting because my um i grew up in a seaside town in the north of england um and my grandma was sri lankan um mm. and she was quite famous in the town because she was the only asian lady yeah. <laughs> in the whole town um but we experienced um a very weird kind of racism um and and sort of i kind of grew up with that um and it's and that, you know that that word that we use you know about fighting you know it's like I don't want this generation to have to fight <laughs> for mm -hmm. what they should just you know that should just be human rights you know that you know just basic human rights to be treated in a human way um and and I do think that it's it is interesting to me because um yeah we did have to fight to to not fit you know I, I, I didn't fit in I never fitted in anywhere you know it's kind of I was sort of like um even just even just very simple things like I'm left-handed you know we're we're an extreme minority <laughs> you know, in the world and uh, you have you know sort of like learn you know um, learning difficulties um I you know I was brought up in a in a sort of a niche you know kind of religious background you know so I was always on the outside you know always mm -hmm. felt like an outsider actually um and I think what I 
what I like about um, particularly some of the work that we've done with Hundo is our stories. You know, when I look at our um, website with all of the stories, it's such an eclectic mix of everybody. And I'm like, don't we want the world to look like that? Like, mm-hmm. what, like why do we want it to all look uniform and the same? I, I find that like, I kind of go like, why? Like we all, we all love color. We all love music. We all love art. You know, it's like, you know, it, it's just kind of, the, can't we celebrate the richness um, of what diversity means um, rather than trying to pigeonhole everybody and put us all into different buckets and molds that, you know, maybe we just, yeah, I don't, I don't even know why that happens. I don't, I don't know. I don't know when, it, I don't know when that's started, you know, and I, and I do like this generation in terms of going, the more that we can almost like infuse companies <laughs> um, with this new attitude and new approach, um, I think it's and it's not just like um, it's not like a, just a soft sort of intangible woolly thing. Um, the statistics like bear out now. It's like going diverse companies are more profitable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, their the, their customers are more loyal. You know, it's kind of going. Isn't that great that we can have all of this kind of like richness um, and it's not it's actually improving your bottom line if that's what you care about you know I think that's um I kind of I'm quite happy to sort of see that bearing out you know the same with um female-led companies you know they are profitable they are successful there are compelling reasons um on every level uh, to to kind of really let this generation sort of um re, you know make that new world Hmm. yeah and it's interesting you're talking about the those benefits and the research that is behind indeed there is there is a lot out there we can we can read about when it comes to why a more diverse and inclusive organization benefits from it yeah um and and what i found fascinating about this is there are so many benefits that every company can find yeah something that can truly motivate them to say mm. yeah, actually it makes sense completely for me to do it why am I not doing it yet or yeah. why am I not pushing it even more mm. because from indeed the profits to the way people feel in the company mm. to the performance to there is a benefit for everyone yeah. Yeah. somehow it's, it's just a very different I think it's people people are usually defensive and resistant to change because they're scared you know and also and also overwhelmed you know when I look at like what HR directors and hiring managers and you know line managers have to do in a day (laughs) it's a lot and then when you're kind of coming up and going like oh by the way (laughs) we now need to do all of this stuff as well Mm -hmm. on top of everything else that was already on your desk and I can totally see you know when we when we talk to yeah when we talk to to employers um about you know let's get more young people into your business because it's good for your business but you are asking them to do something different in a different mm-hmm. way um, and that can feel scary um, and, I, and I think that's what I see on both sides is kind of there's there's a kind of a fear um, on the side of young people because it's like or you know going into a business for the first time or going to an interview mm-hmm. for the first time it's daunting um, and and then on the other side you know kind of HR you know people going like you know Gen Z isn't their only um age group you know that, that they're yes. working with you know um, and you know what we've tried to do you know with hundo is go like we're an ally you know to both we're here mm. to make it easier you know we're here to make the whole process engaging and hopefully fun <laughs> um, and and because for us um it's kind of going if you can one of the one of the biggest issues is that young people go into work and then um leave 
um, mm. for all range of issues. Um, and what we do is try to prevent that from happening um, by sort of making sure that employers have a much more Gen Z friendly <laughs> presence mm -hmm. um, on the Hundo platform. So there is a kind of um, a cultural discovery you know, piece um, and then kind of working um, once young people are kind of in the business um, that they can also they can still come back to us if they've got problems, you know, they, and it means that we can kind of sort problems out that normally would lead to young people just walking away from the business, which is bad for everybody. Um, you know, it means that we can actually uh, support them and keep them there, um, which is, yeah, much more, much better. <laughs> well, let, let, let's dig a little bit more mm. into, into what you're doing with Hondo. Mm. And, and I love, I don't know if, if you call it your strapline or your mission and um, solving youth and employment and boosting EDNI at scale. I, I, I love that. Um, so tell us a little bit more about how do you, uh, pursue this purpose mm. I think maybe purpose is the right word for yeah um so um so my I kind of as I said um earlier I spent kind of two decades uh working in and around youth issues um from some of the really hard stuff like homelessness um young male suicide prevention bereavement um self-harm um and for me you know, Hundo is um, is really that it's it's the kind of product of my life's work <laughs> and experience. Um, and I realised a few years ago that if we continue to sort of put young people into the sort of charity box, you know, it's like or the CSR box or the even to an extent, you know, the DNI box, you know, it mm -hmm. it doesn't um, it's not really it's not really helping in terms of going um you want businesses to see young people as an investment um, that they're making rather than and rather than doing a, a nice thing um, and there's nothing wrong with that um but it's more about going like i've never met a young person who wants to be considered like a charity case if that makes sense mm -hmm. um, so i think just we so we decided to to go down the route of, of building a social impact business um and we offer um Essentially, we're an edtech HR tech platform. Um, so it means that young people, wh where youth and employment problems start is actually in, I mean, if you go all the way back, child poverty, <laughs> you know, is, is the real kicker. Because if you grew up on free school meals like me, um, you're three times more likely to be unemployed. Um, you know, so, so there's a real, um, there's a real kind of equality um, divide that starts right back, you know, from, from your background. Um, and of course, none of us get to choose where we're born. <laughs> so, um, and then for me, you know, then you go into education and the education system um, is simply not fit for purpose anymore when it comes to skills needed for the future of work, mm. because the jobs market and the hiring, you know, has changed so rapidly. Um, and that's not to, that's not to diminish um, the work of great teachers because <laughs> there are a lot um, and the ones that I speak to they are not only aware of this they really really want to be part of solving it um, mm. so for us you know we wanted to kind of go okay fine every young person has to be in education by law <laughs> um, can't do anything about that education system can't just change like that you know um, but what we can do is partner um, with education training providers and we can it means that young people can join the hundo platform and they can start to augment their learning um, mm. by looking at these are the careers, these are the jobs, you know, these are the things that you can do. These are the things you can start to think about that you might be interested in. Um, and it means that a young person can start their career journey um, from work experience all the way through to full time work. And that whole entry level 
life cycle um mm. you know work experience paid internship um temporary work so you know if that's what young people need um apprenticeships you know that that whole sort of range of things and um, that young people can do rather than what happens at the moment um where young people leave school and or you know education and then there's just this hiring <laughs> you know something it's going like wow you know and, and, it, and it's kind of it's, it's just very dysfunctional when you think of it in that way um so for us we wanted to go you can start with the hundo you know platform while you're still in education it will help you make better educational choices based on the future of work yeah. and instead of you know my work experience was um in a care home in a residential nursing home Mm-hmm. um because I grew up in Blackpool and it's kind of lots of retired people you know so it was like care homes or tourism um you know there's a, I, I, there's so many careers in the world that I would have loved to have done work experience in um and it just wasn't even it just wasn't even an option um mm-hmm. and that's and that's kind of what I want to I want Hundo to if you want to work in health and social care fantastic <laughs> you know we'll support you with that but actually if you want to work in gaming or tech or cybersecurity here's the roadmap, you know, here's, here's what you yes. can start to do. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's what we're building. Um, we're at the obviously at a very early stage. Um, and then on the other side with employers, um, we listened to them, you know, we looked at their pain points, you know, and we worked mm. all up and down the country with them, all different types of businesses to go, why are you struggling um, to attract, retain and advance young people through your business? You know, wh- where, where are these pain points? Um, and, then we designed the Hundo platform to, to meet those pain points and mm-hmm. to solve them. So we built um, a career collab, which is a collaboration um, with an employer. Um, so what they do is they sign up um, for a career collab uh, with us. Um, we do a scorecard, uh, which is, it's not like TripAdvisor. It's like, it's, it's private to the company. Um, but we basically asked Gen Z for their feedback. You know, what do they think of the website? What do they think of the socials? Mm-hmm. You know, would they consider that they were eligible for a job in that business? Um, because 90% of the young people we've worked with didn't believe they were eligible for the jobs and employers mm-hmm. they now work for. Um, all that talent that you're missing out on as an employer. You know, that's why I'm like, like you're just, you're missing out, you know? <laughs> yes. you know if, not, if 90% don't even think that you would consider them for a job, that's crazy. Um, so, um, so, so, so the, the scorecard gives us like a real rich insight into what the audience that employees are trying to attract, you know, where, where they're kind of going wrong. And it's interesting because even some really, really good, um, you know, what you'd call like cool businesses, um, when you go to the careers page, it just kind of bounces to that kind of awful job board, you know, and, it, and it's like, oh, and the, the language, you know, like things like, um, you know, KPIs and OKRs and like OTE and, and all this is like, what does it mean? <laughs> like, because there's not this, there's, you don't, you never, there's no, there's no kind of like course at school that goes, mm-hmm. here's the glossary of terms that you're going to need to learn to understand, yes, you know, indeed. and um, even things like very nuanced things like calling jobs um, in the UK market, blue collar and white collar, mm-hmm. um, you know, blue collar jobs, but for a start it doesn't mean anything anymore it's like what does that even mean but to young people's parents and grandparents blue collar jobs are considered less valuable than white collar so it has a real impact in terms of like if a young person wanted to go into you know blue collar industry they might be put off by that you know or you know by the family going like don't why are you doing that um so you know so there's there's some real nuanced stuff that goes on um and we think that's really important because you need to know where the blind spots are you need to know where the biases are and mm-hmm. um, if your website 
is beautiful and brilliant, um, but it's all white people, <laughs> um, you're immediately making it, uh, you're immediately putting an unconscious um, barrier there um, for, for more diverse candidates. Um, so, so those are some of the things that we do with the scorecard. And then when we have the feedback, we then take all of that and we work with the employer to build their launchpad page mm. um, on the Hundo platform. And that's where effectively it's a Gen Z friendly <laughs> uh, place to go and, and look at jobs and careers. Um, you know, video content obviously is huge. Mm. Um, and, and most importantly, it's about, you know, these are the real hours. You know, this is what you really earn. Um, you know, these are the kind of the benefits and things that happen in the business. Um, and most importantly, um, here are some younger people in the business who might be a little bit older than you, um, but they're in the business telling you about what it's like, you know, yeah. and, that, and that's, that, that really, really helps to start to kind of go, is this the right, not just the right industry, is this the right company for me? Because mm -hmm. um, even within an industry, different businesses are very, very different. And, you know, not everybody fits everywhere and that's okay. Um, so, and then, and then obviously the final bit that we do is um, the hiring, the hiring mm -hmm. piece. Um, and that means that instead of what happens now with like contingent recruitment and job boards and CVs, um, it means that you've got this really coherent pathway. Um, and there's been lots of contact points um, before young people are even thinking about, oh, and now I want a full-time job. Um, and for employers, it means that they can move away from reactive replacement contingent hiring um, into we want to create a consistent systemic pipeline of diverse talent that mm. we're growing through the ranks, you know, and home growing. Um, and then, you know, hopefully, the, you know, not everybody will stay forever. Um, but for us, you know, what we do know is, you know, so far, 84% of the young people who've gone through our process are still in work 12 months later. Mm. Um, so, so that, and that, you know, that's kind of the metric that matters. Because <laughs> um, yes. it's one thing to get a job, you know, getting a job in many ways is not so easy, but it's easier than kind of sustaining employment. Mm. Um, and actually that's, that's if you're really going to tackle the problem that I care most about, which is can we empower young people to lift themselves out of poverty? <laughs> mm. um, you need at least 12 months, you know, to stabilize your rent payments, to be able to pay your bills. Um, you know, it, it sounds very, very basic, but you know, if you lose your job or you've walked out, um, because you faced a microaggression or just out and out racist comment or whatever happened, you know, whatever happened in the business that day that made you feel like you couldn't go back. Um, that's where the poverty cycle kicks in real, real quick, because, mm -hmm. you know, if you lose your job, you can't just automatically sign on for welfare. You know, there's a gap. It, it means that young people can very quickly go from stability to homeless. Um, and, and in, you know, in, in, in the UK particularly, um, for the first time ever, the homeless population is mostly young people. And mm. um, you have to have paid work as a basis from which to build the rest of your life. Um, without that, it's really, really difficult. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's why we exist. That's our purpose. And, and that's, how we're, that's how we're working to solve it. <laughs> <coughs> and that's a really, really nice purpose. What I, and what I love in, in listening to you talking about it is how it, at, at the heart is really what are the needs of these different groups of people whether mm. we talk about um the gen z and the young people yeah. or you talk about the organization it's yeah. about what is it that you really need and mm. how are we going to help you um come up with solutions yeah rather yeah. than just let's point at the problems and then yeah 
just go yeah. ahead and 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 do what you have to do yeah you're really offering them that support in in on both sides to be mm. able to to meet in the middle and say yeah yeah now we now we we fit yeah. with each other and we can really um get together and yeah. move yeah. forward on on some of these social issues and yeah um, and it's it's also it, it's ultimately it's a it's a human centric experience you know we are a tech enabled platform um because that gets rid of you know the automation that helps get rid of a lot of you know inefficiency you know in the whole mm -hmm. process but fundamentally in the end humans working with humans and and i you know for me um with hiring managers with early talent managers it's kind of going all you really need to think you know we don't need to think about like gen z as this like nebulous you know mm -hmm. thing and it's like it's more that thing of going you know, my son is Gen Z, he's 17, you know, it's like, you, so it's kind of going, you can think about your, who do we go to work with? We go to work with nephews, nieces, aunties, uncles, mums, dads, you know, it's like what, and I, and I kind of go, I think it's that sort of, that's the shift that I would love to see, and I think mm -hmm. it will take a while, um, but it's kind of going like, we don't just, we're not factory, you know, we're not, we're not like, 1930s factory workers you know in terms of going like we don't have this yep. like clock in clock out you know go home it's going we all spend most of our lives at work mm -hmm. um why does it have to be so sort of disjointed from all of the other things that we love and all of the other things that we are as people yes. um and i say that as a you know we're we you know peers myself we've gone my co-founder we've gone from being just the two of us to like a team of 10 going into 12 now and it's kind of like yeah you have to have processes and you, and you have to have policies and procedures but honestly it's like we're a team mm -hmm. <laughs> you know every every business is surely a team that's that's kind of wanting to kind of succeed in whatever it is that they're doing and um and i really hope that i hope that you know with the work that we do um, even if it takes the next 20, 30 years, you know, that ultimately we can kind of look back and go that there was a moment, and I think COVID has accelerated this massively um, in terms of going, yeah, we actually were able to build the spaces and places and cultures that we would actually like to get up and mm -hmm. go to work in every day. Um, yes. I think more people will stay <laughs> in work, you know, with employers. I think there'll be less sick days, you know, and, and, I, and I'm not saying this as if it's like just things I've thought of. The research is there for that. Um, you know, if people feel more supported, um, mm -hmm. whether it's when they come out, you know, or if they have, you know, mental health issues or whatever it is, um, I think companies will do better. Um, and, and I think getting trying to, trying to sort of gently move away from that old school thinking because even old school people are grandparents you know <laughs> and they got families and it's like just trying to yeah I think trying to create that condition um it's certainly what we're trying to build as a business ourselves it's it's interesting what you you mentioned here and I think it I, I thought about it as well when you were talking about um having videos of people that are mm. people they can relate to yeah. Yeah. Uh, within the companies and there is an amazing piece of research around that where we have as human beings we have the tendency mm. to to talk about what we do yeah. our skills um I mean, we introduce ourselves by giving our job title first and yeah, um, yeah. our qualifications and so on yeah. Yeah. while actually the person on the other side um research has shown that 
to be able to, for me to trust you, for example, yeah. I need to know who you are first rather yeah. than what you do. Yeah. Um, but naturally we have, we, we do it the wrong way around. Yeah. Yeah. And I think creating those stories, mm-hmm. um, I think is what creates that trust and ultimately yeah. that trust creates that sense of belonging, that yeah. sense of being included and, yeah. um, and being part of, that mm. bigger family and, and it's also you know the, the the one place where this happens really well is football academies you know sports mm. academies is kind of that there is a there is a formula for this <laughs> um, that exists you know so um so yeah yeah but that, that's what we'd like to build <laughs> that's amazing amazing to hear that and so <clears throat> obviously one one very obvious one um would be to get in touch with you and work with you but Otherwise, what are some of the actions that organizations can take or should take um, to be more inclusive of Generation Z, mm. young people, or in general, actually, mm. if you have any thoughts on that? Um, I, th- I, I think I come back to the same word. It's fear, you know, like don't fear um, mm. change and don't fear saying the wrong thing. You know, like saying the wrong thing is is kind of like better than saying nothing at all, you know, or sort of being afraid to, um, you know, talk about issues, um, you know, whether it's it, whatever it is, whether it's Black Lives Matter or whether it's Me Too or whether it's mental health or, you know, whatever, whatever the issues are, it's kind of like face them you know and and bring bring people into the room, um, you know, who actually know this stuff you know lived experience hugely valuable it's like like sitting in a boardroom in the city um with people who all went to the same kind of school and all went to you know you're never i've never seen like change achieved in in sort of like when we're all in this kind of like binary mode Mm -hmm. you know um and it like don't mind being challenged you know there's nothing wrong with um it's not judgment um, it's not wrong to say that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's you know that that kind of um, yeah. I, I think I think I think mostly like don't fear it and bring in experts and people with lived experience um, because then you can really build something that is meaningful um, mm. and tangible um, rather than kind of like going oh there's been this like big campaign quick we need to hire some you know people from this community. It's like going that's not that's not what that's not what people from those communities mm. want either you know people want to be um the, well I, I say it like sweeping sweeping statement people that I have worked with and speak to and know and myself included you know it's like I don't want to be on a board because um I'm come from um you know a sort of Sri Lankan heritage um and I'm female <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'd like to be there because I've got skills you know and uh, and I think that's the um yeah, I think I think those those are the sorts of things that I'd like companies to think about. And with young people, um, yeah, don't be scared of them. <laughs> um, it's kind of like they're they're great fun to work with. You know, I think for me, it's like that's that's why I when when, I, when we you know some of our employers um, who were some of them were you know quite sort of like cautious and a bit like oh you know is this going to work for us? Um, you know, they've turned around a year later and said like you know these young people are some of the best hires they've ever made. Hmm. Um, and they'd never have found them and, it, and it's kind of going isn't that sad you know that, that there's all you know it's like there's all these companies who could be um 
yeah, working with young people from all backgrounds, you know, all walks of life, um, and, and could turn out to be like some of the best members of the team that they've ever had. Um, and that's not that, you know, that won't be true for everybody. You know, we're not going to have 100% success, you know, nothing ever does. Um, but, uh, but I think I can, I'll take 84. <laughs> 84% is a good start for me. <laughs> it's, that's a pretty impressive number, definitely. I mean, that's a, that's a good, that's definitely a good place to start. But th thank you very much for, for all these thoughts. Um, as a last question, I want to ask you, what is one thing that you would want to leave us with? It's going to take all of us um, to tackle youth unemployment. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to take everybody pulling together. Um, and for employers particularly, um, I would really ask them to, um, yeah, I'd really ask them to kind of partner with us um, on that basis. Um, you know, yes, all of the ROI, yes, all of the metrics, but honestly, um, if we all get together on this, we can solve it. Um, and I think that's the, yeah, I would love, I'd love employers to be part of this solution. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I do have one last question, <laughs> um, which is a much, much easier one probably than this one, but it was a beautiful answer you shared. <laughs> Um, and it's, uh, yeah, if, if anybody wants to reach out to you and connect, what's the best way to do it? Uh, so you can uh, obviously LinkedIn um, or, and it's just Esther at hundo.careers. Brilliant. Esther, thank you so much for Pleasure. being part of this episode. I learned so much. It actually made me realize that I don't have a lot of Gen Z people around me. I have Oh, you need to kids, work with Hondo. So <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, I was thinking I have my generation alpha at home with my yeah, younger kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in the middle, I mean, I have obviously a few with my brothers and sisters, but uh, yeah, I think I, yeah. Need, I need to go out and, and connect even more yeah. with, with my, my favorite, my, my favorite thing, which will be my final thought, because it's amazing, um, is uh, our Scott, who's our um, chief product officer. Um, talking about Gen A, because obviously the intention is that Hundo isn't just for Gen Z, it will, you know, be hopefully future generations coming up. And so he asked his son, who's a Gen A, uh, what he thought of the Hundo website. Um, and he said it was a stinky website because it has no dinosaurs on it. So <laughs> even we don't, even we don't get it right all the time. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll, I'll do the same. I'll show it to my daughter yeah, yeah, and I'll sure. send you the feedback. <laughs> Well, once again, thank you so much um, for being part of, of, uh, of this podcast and of this episode. Um, and uh, definitely follow you closely on social media and, and through your website as well. And yeah, looking forward to the next steps yeah. in your journey. Thanks, Julian. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, Please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook or YouTube at as diverse as two peas in a pod. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.